Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I'm your host, Deepalm. Follow me on Twitter at Deepalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. How about them dogs? Um, this is a thousand percent true. I scheduled this podcast before the game. I titled that I titled the, the, the recording is Georgia good with an exclamation point before the game. And I invited this person. Don't laugh. You know who you are. You know what you did. Before the game. So I was either overconfident or I'm a sadist. One of the two. We've got our good friend uh, of the podcast, Nada. What's up, man? How are you doing? You were a sa- you were a complete sadist. There is no oh, optimist. Was I super no. confident? No, no, I know you too well. It's the latter. <laughs> it's the latter. Who you trying to lie to me on this one? That's uh, fair. And I'm, my like my feelings are hurt in you trying to lie to me. This was some sadism. Like you know what? If this is gonna end like it typically ends, at least I'll have my friend roasting me in a way that feels comfortable. That, that's was, all this was. It was. It was. It was the uh, the the, the eight mile. Tells people something they know about me. Like I feel like inviting you on was the sell. Like it's like, what are you guys gonna do to me? No one can hurt me if once I've I've opted into it, I'm good. <laughs> and then it, they it was won. And then they won. Ah, so this is. Can I did start asking any, questions? Did you see anything good on TV last night? I have a question for you. Did you see anything good on TV last night? You know what? I saw, you know what I saw? I saw a whole bunch of teams. I, I, I saw, no, I'm not even that. I saw a team that, and a fan base that had been, had just 40 years of just get, being Charlie Brown in the football. And you know what they did for once? They kicked the ball. They kicked the again. They kicked it so that Lucy couldn't pull away the football. You're they lashing got out that successful. You're, you're lashing out because you're hurt, and that's fine. But oh no, oh no, 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 no. I am not hurt. All I the first thing I want to know is this: Can you quit the narcotic right now? Why now that I... you've gotten, now that you've gotten high, can you quit the narcotic now? This is an easy one. The answer is why would I? I'm I'm literally playing with house money now. My college football team won a national title. I'm good. Oh, dear. I'm good. This team, you know what it can't do? Hurt me for the next three years? Impossible. Oh, oh dear. (laughs) No, you're not. Because you know what? You you know the most famous words? This team. No, this is not going to be that. This is not going to be that show. No, because I won't let it hurt me. How can it? I can't be disappointed in something that I'm late. I want a title. They've got three years where I won't say anything negative. Oh boy, <laughs> they go to this is like the universe. You're testing no, the universe to be like, you know what? The, no, that's the championship buffer for any longs. Once your team wins one after a long drought, you've got a buffer. This happened in with the Cubs. The Cubs, the Marlins, they deal with that team every time, but no one gets mad because they got a buffer. Okay. I'm look, I'm applying sports logic here. The odds of it happening again in my lifetime are low. 
But you know what they've done? And you know, you know what's exciting for me, honestly? I'm glad you started this what? way antagonistically. Unlike what we saw at LSU and Cocha, which we've seen for lots of levels, was unsustainable. Mm-hmm. This is a build that's that lasts. This True. is something that you can this is a system win, not a hey, we put our, our chips in the middle. No, I, I, I can understand that. And a lot of things like, broke I, their way. Like, a lot of things broke their way. Like, this is a team where, as the season went on, they got healthier. True. That doesn't happen in college football. So, I'm not taking for granted anything that happened. I'm just telling you, like, honest to God, like, we were, I'm playing with house money for a bit, dude. Like, I, now, I never thought in my lifetime I'd see this. Like, in my heart of hearts. And you know me. I'm kind of removed from the yeah. fan stuff. I'm kind of cynical like that. I'll tell you right now, it, it hit me in a way I wasn't ready for. I wasn't ready okay. to be to be that happy. Oh, the, see, this this is the fun stuff now. Yeah, because no, I, I, the, go ahead. Because here's my next question for you on this. Because I have to ask this. What was the phone call with your dad like? Because I know that had to be really, really dope. It's, so it, it was, I mean, we talked this today. It wasn't even like crazy. Like we talked about the game. Like my dad played football too. Like we're not fans like that. Particularly like, yeah. if this was Clark Morehouse, different phone call. Like mm-hmm. emotionally, my first emotional tie is to Clark University. Like it's the first school I was ever associated football with. But I was introduced to Georgia, like in middle school, I had a friend who would take me some of the games with him and his family. And I, I, I just, you know, it's the home team, especially when I went yeah. to New York. Dog. I was in New York. I was so obnoxious because my freshman year NCAA 03 was out. It was a great game. Great year. There are two routes that oh, can't yeah. be covered in Georgia's playbook. But if you played in my dorm room freshman year, you were playing in Sanford, my friend. I was playing Georgia fight songs on the computer. I had months and calls on the computer. I had a, a playlist. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you're coming to a hostile environment. I want you to hate this. I want you to hate me because did this did this come with the Winamp skin of the Georgia Georgia football team? Oh, you, are man, you are a man of a certain age. Yes, yes, yes. you are. <laughs> but I say that to say this, like, it took me to a place that I didn't know I had inside me. Like when the pick happens, my head goes into my hands. And Susan's yeah. screaming and yelling at me and shaking me. And she's like, look, look, look. I look up. The next thing I see is him crossing the goal line. I thought it was – I thought he grabbed it and went down. And my head would fl- reflect it in my hands. I was so – I was like, oh, my God, we're going to win the national title. And I didn't I I did know I had that in me. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you really don't. You, you really, really don't. <laughs> you really don't. I'm – Like uh, – like that that's like you really don't sometimes. So I completely understand that. I do have to ask one more question and I'm gonna stop being an asshole on this. What was your first thought when that fumble happened? That fumble's confirmed. Of course it is. I had already I'm I don't do hope, man. The second there was a question, I assumed the worst case scenario for us. So when it was confirmed, I was already ready. I was like, and, and this is how we lose. And then the greatest play of the game happened. The second greatest play. It was on second down. And 
there is a blown coverage on the tight end. Second and goal. And Nicobe Dean's so goddamn good at football that he doesn't just play his position. He sees Tyndall get big eyes because of the back in the backfield, lose the tight end, scrapes over and through him to knock away that pass. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking of, this is a different – this is earlier in the game, but, yes, this is – these two – those things yeah. did not happen uh, consecutively, but this is early in the game. And the next play, you see Tyndall get yelled at by N'Kobe Dean. Next play, Tyndall, 13-yard sack. Yep. This defense and, – and the narrative is Stetson, and I get it, because the media knows who they're selling this to. I'm very excited for all the five, nine quarterbacks to litter Georgia high school football the next 20 years, who are all named Stetson. I, bravo, can't wait. <laughs> but the story of this team is that defense. That's the best defense. Great. Go ahead. I, I was about to say, that's the best defense I've seen, I want to say, maybe since I won Miami, maybe better. So I would say they're better if only because the offenses you're facing are more – this is the most yeah. explosive era of offense ever. The degree of difficulty is just higher. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I, did, I did all the X's and O's stuff over on Tape Don't Lie with Felder. You guys should listen to that. We did three podcasts in a row. It turned into like a trilogy. <laughs> we did a scheme sheet for the uh, semifinal. Then we did a basically calling up, calling out plays for the final. And then we did a recap earlier today. And I'm not going to bore you guys with X's and O's talk. Go there. It's a lot of fun. But Nada, you know the best part of all this? What? In 10 years, 20 years, when someone's just going through the scores of the, the annals of Wikipedia, they'll look at the score and say, wow, Georgia kicked their ass. <laughs> Man, I don't think this is a blowout. And look, it, like, you can't, like, today, let me be gracious first first Christian Harris is so much better than advertised yeah he's a horror show a horror show Will Anderson just as good as advertised we ran some sprint oh, I'm not gonna you know what? I'm not gonna do X's no stuff Will Anderson's very good at football go listen to tape don't lie um you're gonna hear some some of the the naysayers talking about Jameson Williams and not having Michi. And look, first and foremost, I, I, I'm i sure the when this gets played, he'll know what the injury was. And I could not hurt more for that kid. And part of me says that if he stays in the game, the game's different. But another part of me says, uh, you can ride in all those pretty routes you want, but that pressure was getting home. Yeah, that, that was the thing. Like Evan Neal... That's a guy that's supposed to be a top five pick in this upcoming draft. He didn't look so good this year. He didn't look so good in that game. Like the, that line was continually, and we and we use bend but don't break mm -hmm. for for defenses. You could use that for that offensive line. <clears throat> like that was a they were under siege. That Georgia defense, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. Those DBs, like that, that's a stacked defense that's going to send at least what five, six guys to the league next year. 
Yeah. And replace them with kids who've been waiting to have their turn. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that I'm talking. Like that's why, like when you ask of the team, I hurt you. It this is this is sustainable. Like I, if I'm an LSU fan and Coach O has sold the farm for a title, which I mean, the more stories we hear about that, it's yeah. It's, the, the more we hear about that, the more I don't want to know. Yeah, exactly. That's a great description. Um, but this here, like, and you, we've known you long enough. I was against the Rick fire. I was someone who has to eat crow today, who was not sold on Kirby in the outset. And there's a lot of reasons why. Like, I can look at this objectively and say, look, you've got this amazing, beautiful, detailed masterpiece of a defense, and you've paired it with a baseball bat of an offense. And a refusal to utilize that bat in any way other than as a bat. And say, I mean, oh, mate, look, you want to do the stat thing? Are we doing this now? No, 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 no. I was just going to say, baseball bats can be very effective as weapons. And guess what? They are, clearly, as we've seen. All I'm saying <laughs> is, if I've got this beautiful, designed, meticulously planned, beautiful symphony of violence and destruction on one side maybe just maybe we could maybe etch a little face onto the bat maybe we get some like get to Whitland. maybe we can make something that's also attractive because this is a team where my old co- a high school coach used to say or college coach when is good not good enough when better is required and make no mistake that's a good quarterback we didn't need a great one last night, but we might in the future because, hey, everyone said, oh, that ball to, to, uh, to George Pickens over the middle. Great route. Only ball he caught. Really made me mad, but whatever. 52 yards. Now, if he throws that lower, he can hit the man in stride with a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? The yeah, no, like, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, you, you've given them this three-year window. Like, that's the thing I keep wor- worrying about is that when Saban evolved, because let's let's be oh. real here, oh. Bama is the Borg. You may kill one or two of them. They will adapt, and then they will overrun you again for the next couple of years. So like, so that's a great that's a great point. I wanted to point out one more Stetson throw that everyone saw, and he's great, but I don't think it was that good. 40 yards to Mitchell for the touch in the corner. He underthrows that ball. He throws yeah. the DB back into the route. If that's over his right shoulder, there's no one else who can get it but him. The DB doesn't even know to look back because why would the ball be thrown short? And people are saying, I'm whatever, I'm a football nerd, but I don't care. All I'm saying is they did this with a good quarterback. And maybe next year they'll need a great one. I don't know, but I do know that they put themselves in a position to be there. And you say that Alabama's going to come roaring back? Brother, do you know how much money they're willing to give in Athens if it's not, hey, we need this money to compete, and now it's, hey, do you want to be a champion? Because every dollar that you put in is a chance for you to be part of a championship team. Like, no, the, the sales pitch in Athens just changed for the money side of it. Very true. I, I, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I just oh, actually one more thing. Yeah, one more thing about this game. 
how surprised were you that they opened this up, especially late in the second half? Because there was a lot more pass plays than I thought there were going to be initially. It was desperation. It was it was the fact that they had, they had stuffed the box to the point where the, the running game wasn't really getting going. They ended up creasing them late because that play-action game opened it up. Before Stett hit that 40-yarder to uh, Mitchell, he had two deep balls off of play-action, two me- medium balls off play-action before that. So I thought it was a really good – I didn't love the play calling. I'll never love the play calling. What I think is – I see the amount of talent on that sideline, and I want to service all of it all the time. Darnell Washington is a legitimate human mon- human giant. Mm-hmm. Darnell Washington got one target. It was a first down, but it was a it was a get sets and going rhythm throw in the first quarter. Darnell Washington knocked a Michigan safety out of the game t- two weeks a week ago on an incompletion. We should be featuring Darnell Washington more. George Pickens got thrown two balls, caught one. George Pickens, who tore his ACL in the spring. I want that talent serviced more. Lad McConkie shouldn't be running reverses. We got George back. Can we get Lad back on the bench, guys? We're, we're done here. We've we the, It was very cute while it lasted. It was. It was adorable. You and want, like, you want this team, you, essentially, you want this offense to take off the training wheels. I want them to maximize what they've got. What's happening on defense is that every snap of that ball, they are explosive. They are hard to contain because they're letting the talent be the talent. On offense, it feels like the fear is something could go wrong. And I get fear. I get fear Mm -hmm. as Kirby Smart played at Georgia. I get it. Because I wasn't comfortable to those triple zeros. Because Bryce Young's that good at football. Because Alabama's that that program. Yeah. But I want I them you. to I want them to say, hey, look, come here. James Cook, come here. James Cook last, last night, six crushes for 77 yards. My God. But one of them in that 67 yarder, so skewing the numbers. Two catches for 15. He had an amazing, huge, explosive game against Michigan. But the thing about it is there's so much talent on this sideline that I can't say. Oh, we should give three of, of Zeus's cooks to cook. Or three of Zeus's runs to cook. Or we should break this theory that of mine that Stetson shouldn't throw at any game more than 27 times. Like, the thing that I think is very interesting about what happened last night is that you look at this Bama offense, and they played a game where they didn't really engage the run until the third quarter. Bryce Young threw it 57 times a career high. Meanwhile, Stetson and them, they played the game they played all year. One thing you could say about Bama's offense all season was that they were controlled and consistent, and they weren't that last night. In the Cincinnati game, you couldn't get loose against man coverage because Cincinnati DBs were that good. At the same time, you still called the pass plays. You were gassing yeah. for eight yards to carry, but they knew to put on film for balance, they had to, to, to throw the ball some. And it felt like last night they, they came to the, oh, shit, we got to run too, too late. And after that, because also the part, problem is this defense diagnosis and corrects so quickly that, yeah, it's a problem on a drive. It's not a problem anymore. Inside zone was a problem for one drive. Brian Robinson averaged 3.1 a carry and his long was 16. 
bundle. Yeah. Like this this was a special defense. This it goes back to what you were saying. This was a special, very special defense. I just I'm not sure I wonder if you can repeat it because I'm not sure anyone like that I'm not yeah. sure that's sustainable for anybody. But this was a very special defense. And I hope personally that we take the time, especially if you love watching the where's and why fours of college football. Like if you love understanding how all this stuff works to go back and look at this Georgia defense, because quite honestly, it's a very awesome thing to look at. So. And what's cool. I, I, defense, I, but... Now, like, like that's the thing. Like I just want people to understand how special this defense was because Bama puts up 50 against anybody else the way they played last night, anyone else. So I, I like I said, I just hope people really do appreciate what they did. They allowed one touchdown to this team. They came out and just I I I'm just the most impressed I could possibly be with this defense and couldn't be happier for them. Um, hey Auburn fans, I know you got that number you always like to say to me. How many days has it been since UGA won national title? Now, mm-hmm. did you know it's been four thousand seven hundred fifty-one days since the University of Florida won a national title? Did you know that? <laughs> I saw that tweet. I saw it. Am I small? Yes. Am I petty? Yes. Do I apologize? Absolutely not. Have I answered every phone call today with Go Dogs? Yes, I have. I'm surprised you. I'll be surprised if you don't answer that for, for every, just end every phone call with Go Dogs for the next three months. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, day Maybe one down. Longer. Day one down. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so wait, uh, what's it gonna? Go so so I what actually? I'm sorry, I keep saying I have. That's my last question. So what's it gonna be like consuming sports like normal people? What's that gonna be like for you? So that's something that I hadn't really thought about the ramifications for this fan base, because they have a well-earned reputation for being obnoxious. We we I guess I'll be one. And. Like I'm, I'm reeling in some stuff now. I really like to stun on Bama and talk bad about Saban, but he's too good at his job for me to really like. He's not one of those. When he's the coach who's, who they lose, and he says that he takes the time to highlight how hard this team has worked for him. Like, and I know part of it's recruiting and part of whatever. It's still something that in, a, in an era where we see coaches blaming players for things, in an era where we see coaches saying, oh, this player doesn't should have less, he touts his million-dollar quarterback, and he says things like, they're the reason we almost won tonight, when you and I can look at this game objectively and say, execution might be why they lost. Like, they may have been out-executed yeah. for the first time in a very long time at Bama. Like, I don't think they're out-skied. It's just out talented. It's literally out talented. And and like, and yeah, I think I think that SEC title game was very instructive for this team. They came back and Jordan Davis, that fourth play of the game where it was almost a sack and almost a strip and almost a fumble, except that wasn't one. But of course, it's one with, uh, with uh, uh, Stat. Of course, that's that's how the world works. Um, but when Jordan Davis did that in the fourth play of the game, that was not the Jordan Davis we saw in the title game. No, 
from a pace and technique standpoint. So I just I I was really impressed by all the guys. Happy for the kids. Happy for 41 years of Georgia fans who have never come close to this. And uh, yeah, go dogs. Ah. <laughs> but that's got to feel about, so good. It feels oh, it feels fantastic. You know, what also feels fantastic. Florida stinks. Tennessee stinks. South Carolina, <laughs> you're gonna stink. You know what else is hilarious? Will Muschamp, national champion, because he's our special teams coordinator. I forgot that he found a way. <laughs> I forgot about that. And his Kirby son's a backup quarterback. His son's a backup quarterback. You know what? I forgot about that. Kirby deserves that little extra because you deal with the like heft of having Will Muschamp in charge of something. And still win a title? Weren't they teammates? Yo, that, that should be like, didn't they play at the same time? I think they did. I yeah. think they did. So he's been dealing with his shit for a while. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. He's like, I oh. can carry this dude. Oh, oh geez. Now that's just Will. Let him talk. It's fine. Man. Georgia Bulldogs. I honestly, God, never thought I'd see the day. I thought. I was very happy with a French with a, a program franchise. That's what it is. With a program that was constantly competitive, that was mm-hmm. uh, a top that was was going to entertain me every Saturday, and that could occasionally be in those conversations. I never really considered, especially after being in the building for that loss. Yeah. Like after that, when I was like, I'm never going to think things again. But now I've got to deal with the fact that Kentucky's getting good. Like, Kentucky's a good football team. But the East, yo, like the East is not there. And can I ask you something, like, seriously? Yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. Did you catch any of the ESPN2 feed? No, because Jimbo Fisher don't really, like, like, Jimbo Fisher don't do it for me. That's fine. That's fine. It's, it's new for me either. But, one, he's any coach. Watching another coach and like real time criticizing Saban decision making is gonna seem smart. Two, if I'm, a, <laughs> if, I'm a, if I'm a high schooler and this guy's and these guys are talking football at such a high level, like I would have been enraptured by it. Three, who did they pay in ESPN to just get an four hour recruiting infomercial put on their airwaves? Because the next time Georgia's not in this game, I want the Georgia staff out there, man. What was that? Does that not seem weird to you? Do you want to know my theory behind that? Because I did see that discussion go around. I didn't know it was a discussion. I, I'm excited and not alone. I think that the SEC network had a lot to do with it. I would not put it past them for the oil barons and the SEC network and everybody, especially involving COVID, like we can't have all these co- we can't have a cluster situation where mm. the, a whole bunch of different coaches okay. can't do a film room and everything else like that, and then they all pop for code for Omicron, and then now we all now ESPN looks like the bad guys. So I get it from the aspect of doing it for one, and if you're gonna do the one, I would have thought. Quite honestly, with all the ties, I would have thought it would have been an ACC network. I thought it would have been Dabo. Oh no, you grabbed you uh, grabbed the team that beat Bama. I get the why. I just think it's gross. I get the, 
it is gross. It is gross okay. and it's very cynical. And it's very like it is. It's like the and I think you're I think you're old enough to remember this. It's like having those Coach K American Express commercials. Where yeah. those are blatant recruiting. Those are no, literally. it's not recruiting because he's wearing the USA logo. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that's what. But when you think about it, those are blatant recruiting commercials. And at some point, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the rules are different now because of NIL or anything else like that. But I'm not so sure that, like that. I'm not sure you're going to be able to allow that to go forward, but I understand why you do it in a situation like we are in right now in the pandemic. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting that they allowed that nonsense to go forward, but uh, no one can take this away from me. Uh, Georgia won a football game. Georgia won a national title. There it is. Let's talk next about the coaching carousel. We'll start in the NFL because that's got the most recent hire, uh, firings. <laughs> um, we're not starting with where you want me to start. Right, let's start there. Fuck it. Congratulations. You're free. <laughs> Joe Judge. Now, mind you, Joe Judge gets fired about, what, an hour before we start recording? Yes. Two days after everybody else, yes. essentially. Like, they... Like the funny part is, and I saw someone say this, and I totally believe this. They had na- they had like seven requests out to people, and I guarantee you that the Maras and the Tishes were guaranteed to keep this guy and let the new GM do it. And the one thing they came back is like, I'll interview, but um, not if Joe Judge gonna be there. You ain't gonna make me the bad guy. No, 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 because he's not staying. Like I found that to be the most interesting part to all of this. Hmm. It's. I couldn't believe he's still employed this morning when I woke up. I was just like, why haven't they fired him? Um, you're probably right. Where they turned the GM search and realized they had an albatross they had to get rid of. But also, like, is there a case for keeping him? Like, I know we're sitting here all house here how they decided this late, but like, what the hell were they doing? Is thinking about keeping him? The only thing I can think of right now is, and this is the same issue I have with the Panthers' job, and I I understand why they kept Matt Rule. The Giants' job, despite having two first-round picks this year, is not a good job. It's a terrible job. It's a terrible job where you have to figure out your quarterback in a draft that really doesn't have a quarterback, uh, a solid quarterback in there. Maybe you go Malik Willis, and even then, because of the way black quarterbacks are viewed, you can draft him in the late twenties. Ah. Also, they have no money. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of this. Like, there's no, there's, there's a lot of this. Just this is a bad job. So you're gonna have to overpay to bring somebody in here, or you go the Houston route and you hire someone that probably a little bit over his head and again so you treat this like a david cully situation or you basically keep the guy and then wait until this job gets a little bit better water finds a little little bit more of its level but i I mean i understand the theory behind keeping guys if the jobs are going to be if your job if your job is going to only get the david cully types right because other than that like 
I'm sorry, this job wasn't a good job. They'll get someone decent, but there's so much dysfunction in there. I'm not sure if you have options that you attach yourself to this job, which means most likely means this will be a black head coach coming for, for the Giants for the was, first time ever. I was like, I'm thinking to say the black thing because that's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Uh, it'd be sadder if it wasn't so damn predictable. It is. Like, that's the thing, man. Like, you can see a lot of this coming. Like, mm-hmm. look at the Chicago Bears job. The first guy they get, they get, and granted, Matt Nagy needed to be fired. But the first Fair guy they tried him. to go get, like, Brian Flores, which we'll get to, because that, that Brian Flores job, I'll say this before we even get to it. It's very interesting who gets what source from who on that job, because there are so many different narratives flying within five minutes. But so the let's fact that so Brian, let's, yeah. let's start. There. Let's start there. I want to go with the Giants job. Yeah. We talk about Joe Judge was fired ten and twenty three in two seasons. Brian Flores was fired in Miami. Mm-hmm. In three years, he went twenty four and twenty five. His final 42 games as head coach, he was 24 and 18, and he was the only head coach in NFL history to start a season one and seven and finish with a winning record. Go ahead. I'm I'm gonna let you go first because I do this every year on this podcast, on this episode. And I'm a little tired. So how about you just you start us? I I do not like, and I know you probably saw this too. I do not like how the hard to get along with narrative came out almost immediately. I think that, and and I hate to cause other people's, like, especially other brothers' jobs. I hate to call for other brothers' jobs, but if you were going to fire one, you needed to fire the other. Hmm. Like, I, I like Chris, again, Chris Greer, I've heard great things about him. I've heard he's a he's too much of a people pleaser which if that's the case you might as well fire him now but i am not of the mind that you fire one and keep the other and i don't think that the guy who reportedly wanted herbert over Tua, and the guy that apparently is very very tough on people it like i don't think he should have been fired I will also go this far to say this. If the plan was to fire Flores for to hire Jim Harbaugh, I really the I don't understand them fire like I don't understand it. If the plan is to fire Flores to hire Jim Harbaugh, I don't get it. I I, I don't. I don't think Harbaugh I like Harbaugh. I've seen his movies before, but at the same time, like I just I don't I I can't do this. Like it's a, and at some point, ownership is one of those things where it's the biggest competitive advantage. And you know what? I just I, I'm I'm over the NFL hiring cycle because we now have consistent evidence that Brian Flores is now the new Jim Caldwell. Hmm. Do you think Brian Flores will get another shot? Unlike Jim Caldwell. Yeah, because I think I think honestly, I think the Giants fired. I think he's got the Giants job if he wants it. I hope he doesn't take it. Agreed. I think he's I think he's got at least a couple of jobs if he wants that he can take. 
That's interesting, and I hope you're right. Uh, Vikings fired Mike Zimmer after eight seasons, 72-56-1 in his senior. Last two seasons, 15-18, and 18, and failed to make the playoffs. Mike Zimmer, when this is just something for life for listeners. If you're good at what you do, the way you treat people matters less. Just does. Mm-hmm. However, if, as I just picked some numbers, if you'd gone 15 and 18 in the last two seasons and everyone knows you're an asshole, it might get you fired. And that's where we are here. The things that made Zimmer kind of attracted to that fan base, the things that ultimately became his undoing, I weep no tears for Mike Zimmer. I do think it's very interesting that they sacked him. They saddled him with Kirk Cousins and they got mad that, and then the defense fell apart. Like, that's the thing. The last few years has been horrific. And since the GM was also fired, Rick Spielman, it's going to be a full rebuild there, too. That's honestly, that's one of those where I could see, like, I think Flores is going to end up having more options than we think. So, so the because, rumor, the rumor is, kidding. yeah, Lane. Yeah, you've heard the Lane. Okay. Yeah, Lane. I don't understand it. I don't uh, like. You can't tell me that Lane Kiffin makes sense. I can. In. Uh, yeah. It makes perfect sense. I mean, so I, when he flames out in 10 games in Minnesota, he comes as an offensive assistant to Georgia and updates our offense. Well, yeah, that does make sense there. Either there or or, or probably Saban will still be coaching. And he'll go to the, say, again, Nick Saban's school for wayward coaches and be, no, a, be an offensive. We make, we, make, we make Kirby the Saban here. We let him come to Kirby, fix that. He's already fixed Saban's offense. Saban's willing to throw the ball now. We need to fix Kirby. That's where the work can be done. That's See, there you go. There you go. There there you go. I thought, again, you know what? I thought there was a – I had hoped that you were going to be willing to quit the narcotic. You can't do it. You can't. What, what's you can't. narcotic? To try to improve this football team? Yes. Mm. I know. I, I expect better of you, and that's my fault. Yeah, that's on you. So that's... I know that is that is my fault. I, I will completely admit that. that. I will just say uh, I don't understand Lane uh, again. I don't understand a pro coach going after a uh, pro team going after Lane. Matt again because look, just the Matt Rule experience. Hmm. Just look at the well, Matt that, Rule you're, experience. You're in the middle of it too, so it's hurt. It hurts more for you. It's harder to see. It's uh, it's interesting because the Harbaugh thing to mint Miami also doesn't really make sense except for the fact that you mentioned Stephen Ross is the owner. He's a Michigan guy and he's getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know the ownership group as well. Like I can make jokes about them as well in Minnesota, but the Vikings thing, especially when you're seeing the players come out and talk, it's like we need something that's not a fear-based organization. We need to believe in uplifting our players, and like that's telling you how he treated people in that room. Conversely, mm-hmm. the things we're hearing about the locker room about Flores overwhelmingly positive, overwhelmingly effusive. And uh, for the last, or one of the last openings, the Bears fired Matt Nagy. And uh, as someone who wants to see Justin Fields develop into a good quarterback, oh boy. God bless you. Oh. I can't believe they hired Bill Polian. Uh, like, like, they have Bill Polian there as a consultant. I'm just like, for what? And I, I don't get it's that. It's not Nagy. Look, they got Nagy and is this Pace gone too? Yeah, Pace is gone too. Good. 
Good. Get them all out of there. Let's clean this house with all the Bulldogs on the defense. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of, 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 of them getting rid of him. Vic Fangio, fired in Denver. Uh, six seasons, 19 and 30. Or excuse me, three seasons, I apologize. Look, I don't... If you're going to build the defense around Fangio, then you can't give him Teddy Bridgewater and say, go figure it out. You know? <laughs> oh, boy. I, that, 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 I've had multiple people, because I've, again, I've been expanded onto the CBS Sports NFL side. I've had multiple people tell me that the Denver job is the best job in, in, like of the of everything, I don't personally see it, but everyone's telling me Denver's the best job. You know, I know that's not true because the Raiders wow. are in the playoffs, baby. The Raiders still don't technically have a head coach. I think they'll keep Rich Picasa. Nope, 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 nope. They're not. They're not really okay. I don't think they are. Seven I don't, and for five, some reason. first time in the playoffs since 2016. That's a job, man. Yeah, but that feels like one of those one-year things. Screw that. That feels like you know what it feels like. It feels like major league. Like they did that just to spite Gruden. They did that but, just to spite Mark Davis. But also, let me see this. It wasn't just Gruden though. Like you're talking about on the heels of Henry. Like this is a team that should have fallen apart. Yeah. Like that. I don't. I don't. I haven't watched them close enough to say, oh, he's a good coach, bad coach. I just think seven and five after all that shit. And end up in the playoffs, I'm having a long, hard conversation if we're moving on. Are they going to uh, – here's the, here's the question I have for, for you on this. Okay. Are they going to keep – Um, what's the dude's name? I can't Car? remember his name right now. The draft guy. No, the draft guy. Dog, no. Dog, um, come on. Like, I have a I, – I, I, do, I do worry about that. Like, I think they're going to – if they're keeping everybody, if they're going to clean house, cool. But for some reason, they may keep that band together. And I don't, and, and he, that dude may end up having to make real decisions. And I don't think that's a good idea. I think you give people chances when they earn them. And I think he's earned it. Uh, give him a one year deal. Give him a two year deal. Whatever. Figure it out. You're the Raiders. You're in the playoffs the first time in oh, what, five, six years. Like, come on, take a shot. Uh, and now the funniest job opening. Urban Meyer was fired at the Jaguars. We may have covered it here. And they've announced publicly their plans to interview Bill O'Brien. I saw that and I was just like, wow. The jokes write themselves. Bill, By the way, Bill O'Brien is getting an NFL job. Yeah. It's just a matter he did, of he did, what. He did, the, he did the lap. He's going to get an NFL job. Well, he should. That's the rule. I don't think he's getting the Jags job. I don't think so. I, if you had to, if I had to guess, that feels like Daryl Bevel's not getting that job. Um, that Brian job. Dable feels like the guy for that job. Hmm. Like, um, Brian Dable from the Bills feels like he's going to get that job. I would, huh. the team, like, I just don't think you can hire Bill O'Brien. I, like I I don't think you can and expect people to buy tickets in Jacksonville. Like they're not buying tickets now. They showed up in clown suits to the final game of this year. You bring them Bill O'Brien and it will be embarrassment again. 
Besides, Bill O'Brien's coming to Carolina at some point to be the offensive is that what coordinator. You think? And I'm is not. That what you think? Yeah. Wow. Those are the openings. We talked about them. And now we're going to get to something we've never done in this podcast before. We tried something new we're here. We're going to revisit some stuff. We're going to revisit some stuff. We're going to loop back. We've done this in the past with our NBA over-unders with Mike. But this year, we had that on during podcasts. We had to do NFL over-unders. And now we can't if I don't have them in front of me. Um, it's fa- I'm just now, like, as we're talking right now, I'm going through them. We were We agreed a lot, first of all. Not great, mm-hmm. not great conflict, but no, we were also right a bunch. So let's go through here. We're going to start in the, S- in the SEC. <laughs> I'm, thinking <of> things, <laughs> I'm thinking of things Georgia won along with the national title. Um, no, it didn't win the SEC. I apologize. Um, we're going to start in the NFC uh, South, our home conferences, uh, mm-hmm. home division, Atlanta Falcons. They're projected for seven and a half. We both took the under, came in at seven. Carolina? Their line was seven and a half. We both took the under. They came in at five. So far, so good. New Orleans, the line was nine. I took the over. You took the under. We pushed nine. Tampa Bay, was line was 12. We both took the over. They got 13. Arizona, over, under, eight and a half. We both took under. We were super wrong because they won 11 games. Uh, LA, 10 and a half. Over, over, they won 12. San Fran, 10 and a half. Under, under, they won 10. I'm not saying follow us next year, but I may be going to Vegas after this podcast next year. This has turned out a lot better than I thought it would. But here comes the problems for me for your boy. The line for Seattle was 10. Yeah. I thought Rusty Rust was back. I didn't know he was break his hand. You took the under. They won seven. Congrats on your win there. So Nat is up plus one right now. Uh, Chicago, seven and a half was the line. I assumed they would play Justin Fields sooner and more effectively because I assumed Matt Nagy wanted to keep his job. They didn't do that. He didn't do that. So they went under winning six games, making you win that one as well. Dislike. Four and a half was the line for Detroit. We both took the under. They they won three. Green Bay was 10. We both took the over. It was 13. Minnesota, you and I joined the under of nine. They won eight. Dallas, nine was the line. 12 was the wins. We both took the over. We were both very, very laughing hard at the Giants line of seven games. Took the under. We both won there. Philadelphia, six and a half. I took the under. You took the over. What did you see that I didn't? Um, The NFC East. The rest of the NFC East. Fair. That's fair. Um, Because next up was Washington. The line was eight and a half. We both took the under. They won seven. Then we get to the AFC now. And this is where things continue badly for your boy. Uh, Houston, over-under four. We both took the under. They won four, so push there. Indianapolis, mm-hmm. over-under was nine. I took the over. You took the under. They finished at nine because they couldn't beat Jacksonville on the last Sunday of the season. <laughs> you embarrassed me. I could have picked up a win here, bro. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. Go out there. Jacksonville, the line was six and a half. You took the over. Talk to me. That one... I just thought Trevor Lawrence had enough to overcome everything. Who boy, was that bad? I want to go back like, and listen to that. I think we put an over-under on him getting fired, too. No, you put the over-under on it. I didn't. I thought he would survive the year. This, if there was, if this entire pick segment was a quilt, the humility patch for me is the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> 
Well, That's I'm making my humility up. square. I'm, I'm now back down two. Uh, Tennessee, the line was nine. We both took the over. It was 12. Good God. Without Derek Henry. They're going to be a problem. Uh, Denver, the line was eight and a half. We both took the under. They won seven. Kansas City, 12 and a half. We both took the over. They won 12. First of all, whoever, whoever set these lines is pretty good at this. Uh, Vegas, we yes, both took the yeah. under. We both took under on seven. They won 10. The Chargers. Who couldn't beat the Raiders on the last day of the game. Couldn't tie them. Couldn't even tie them. Their line was nine and a half. They won nine. I took over. You took under. Congratulations on that win again. You're back up three. Uh, Baltimore, under, over under was 11. I took the under. You took the over. They won eight. Up two. Up two. Keep chopping. Uh. Let's go. Let's go, DP. I have not things up. I'm very excited, just like you are. Cincinnati, 12, or excuse me, six and a half is a line. We both took the under. Believe in Joe Burrow. They won 10. Cleveland. Yes, that, that, one, that one. Boy. I'm not apologizing uh, for that. I'm glad I took the under. I feel like I was right. However, believe in Joe Burrow. Cleveland tricked me. 10 and a half. I took the over because I thought the division would be down. They won eight. You took the under. You're back up three. Pittsburgh. Eight and a half with the line. We both took the under. They won nine. Buffalo, we both were very bullish on. The line was 11. We took the under. They won 11. So another push. Miami, nine yeah, and a half. Yeah, that was my fault, though. That Buffalo, you tricked me into that one. That's fine. I'll hold that against you forever. Uh, Miami, nine and a half. The line was. We both took over. They won nine and got their coach fired somehow. That's magic. Uh, New England, mm-hmm. the line was nine and a half. We both took the over. Ten games. And the Jets. The line was six. They won four. We both took the under. Now the win's up three, but we didn't pretty, like, honestly, I do kind of want to take this show on the road next year, see if I can lose some money this way. This is great. Look, at this point, like, just say that your app is in Virginia, and, and you can, you might be able to do over-unders without having to, like, travel to Vegas. Because uh, last I checked, Vegas and um, quarantine protocols are not very, very, uh, I, I would how, hate how would to lie I say on the internet, though, sir. I know, I know. <laughs> I, again, I, again, this is where my scruples are a little bit different than your scruples. It's okay. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, do you have a second to talk about some of this uh, playoff standings? Absolutely. Let's do that. Let's do a little quick yeah. little playoff preview. First game Saturday. It's going to be Kansas City at Denver. Um. Oh, excuse, yeah. Oh, that's last week. That's last week. I need to pull up the playoff schedule. I apologize. It's Kansas City Pittsburgh. No, it's Kansas City Pittsburgh, isn't it? Yes, it is. Kansas City. First game is going to be Las Vegas at Cincinnati at 4:30 on Saturday. I don't know because I want to believe in Vegas. It's a great story, but them boys in uh, Cincinnati be throwing the ball around. It's going to be 40 something degrees in Cincinnati. Mm. Just, just, just take the Bengals. Just take the Bengals. The home team. New England's going to Buffalo. It's going to be one degree. I've got way too many friends who live in Atlanta who are traveling to Buffalo because that's where they're from, and they must return home at least four times a season. Um, that looks cold and unfun. But if someone's going to solve the puzzle of that quarterback, I believe in Belichick. Here's the question I have for you on this. Over or under 10 passing attempts for the oh. New England Patriots? 
I haven't seen the forecast, but it didn't look for that that windy, so over. Um, but I will say I'm this. <laughs> I will say this. They're not going to need. They're, they're going to win because they don't need Mac Jones to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're complete. Yeah. Full football team, man. I just Josh Allen regressed from last year because last year was unsustainable. Correct, but not as far I as you thought he would. No, not as far as he. Uh, no, clearly there, but. I don't trust that team. And for whatever reason, I'm not going to be, especially against Belichick, who loves to figure you out. And especially after you did all the histrionics that you did in the set and that, that team did in new England for that second game. I think Belichick's got one more fastball for that, for this, for the Buffalo bills. I'm taking new England on this one. I think you're right. I do think that might be the end of their road. I think that's as far as New England will get in the playoff. But I think you're right. I think that New England's got a chance to, to win this in Buffalo. I think that's just going to make those Buffalo fans very sad and make me very, 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 very amused. Philadelphia is going to Tampa Bay on Sunday. I don't want to spend much time on this. I think it's a Tampa Bay blowout. I think, I don't think, I think Philly is the worst playoff team. Tampa Bay wins. Tampa Bay. It, that's going to be closer than I think everybody's going to be willing to admit. That's hmm. that may be a three-point game late. Really? Because I, as someone that watched a lot of that Panthers-Bucks game last uh, last week, something's wrong with that team. Hmm. I don't. I can't tell you what it is. Could it be something's their best wrong receiver with taking his clothes off in the end zone? There's that. Okay. I don't think they're healthy. I don't. Yeah. Uh, um, Mike Evans is your best re- is is the best receiver they have. I a uh, Gronk, while looking decent, is is done. They're not using OJ Howard enough. No. I don't like what this team has right now. I if they win, it'll like this again. We have to remember that before the Bucks went on their little run. They struggled with a Washington football team last year that wasn't very good also. I would not be surprised to see a, a similar repeat of this. Did so. you see – there's a clip running around of Shady McCoy on a podcast talking about Tom Brady. Have you seen it? Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, for listeners who haven't seen it, it's uh, Shady McCoy talking about Tom Brady playing the Saints in the playoffs last year, saying, oh, you know, before the game, when he was Breeze's last year, his arm wasn't the same. And you know, we lost to him twice that season. So we beat him. And after the game, Tom is, you know, oh, man, great, it's great to see you. Da, 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 great retirement. He's playing catch with Bray, Breeze's kids. And the second we the locker room, he says, I set that motherfucker down, didn't I? Oh, he's done. That's that's the likable side of Tom Brady for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, of course oh, it is. Because it involves the Saints. He, no, well, not that. <laughs> but he's just a backup quarterback who, who made good. So he's got this chip. Like, that's. If you want to understand who Tom Brady is, he's a backup quarterback. In his head, he'll <laughs> always be a backup quarterback. It is, like that's that story crystallized Tom Brady for me in a way that the 17 hours documentary I won't watch ever could. Okay, so it's not just me that didn't watch that. No okay, one cool. watched Man in the Arena. No one. 
I only know what it is because I have ESPN open right now, and there's an ad on the right side. Uh, San Francisco, we headed to Dallas. A throwback to playoff games of our youth, if I may say so. Shout this out to John the, Madden. This was the rivalry, yo. Mm-hmm. And the speed up before the rivalry, because San Francisco would always just, like, destroy the Falcons. Like, if you ever watch Jerry Rice uh, highlights, they're all against the Falcons. Because um, for some reason, we were in the NFC West. But this was the squad. This was the team. This was the game, man. I'm excited for this, like, on a nostalgic level. But I think that Dallas is better. Not a little bit. Which Dak are we getting? I think it comes down. Like, if we're getting the good Dak, cool. This, again, cool. Like, Cowboys roll. We get the so-so Dak. This ends up being a game. But how much so-so Dak have we really gotten this year? More than I think we'd like to admit. Okay. I guess pre-injury was less. Yeah, pre-injury it was less. Like post, like Dak was so-so for I want to say like middle of November to middle of December, like for a solid month. He wasn't. He was mediocre. Okay, so I, would, go, go, I got the schedule in front of me. He hung 296 on the Falcons November 14th, but then you're right. He they only mustered nine points against the Chiefs. They only they lost an OT against the uh, Raiders. And then it looks like they're back on track here. 27 points, 27, 27. Hung 56 on the Washington football team. Lost to Arizona in that weird Week 17 game. And then hung yeah. 51 on the Eagles. I think – I see what you're saying about the dip. I think he's back. I think we're at a point where it's a problem again. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I can easily see a scenario where Dak comes out and hangs 40-something on Kyle Shanahan. Like, I can oh, yeah. see that. I just, like, there's something about this game, I don't know, that just makes me feel weird about it. And that's a know. fair thing That's a fair thing to feel. You know what doesn't make me feel weird? Finally saying goodbye to old Gray Dick. Because after that game, <laughs> Kansas City's putting Pittsburgh out the pasture, baby. Shooting him in the back of the ear. We are done here. They've given us two weeks of old yeller uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and this motherfucker will not go away. Kansas City, do what needs to be done. Look, I, I, all I'm going to say is this. If we do not get what we are owed, and we are owed a just straight Kansas City beat them down, we don't, we don't need much. I, I'm not asking, I don't think we're asking for much. We're asking for just a solid, just pillar to post beating. We, I want to see Chad Henney in the second quarter. That's the kind of beating I want to see. Chad Henney in the second. That's what I want to see. Just leave no You get doubt. that? Yeah. We get that? Cool. If not, I'm going to be upset. That's how I leave it at that. Are you ready for the weirdest thing that's going to happen this year? Uh-oh. Monday night football, our final wild card game. Oh, jeez. Arizona going to L.A. Two teams that are anti-peaking at the right time. Goodness. I don't like this matchup at all. Give me, like, can we be honest with ourselves? Like, if McVay loses this one to Cliff Kingsbury, can we start asking questions? Can, can we? Oh, you late, dog. I've been off McVay. No, no, I know you have, but I mean a general, like a general 
like the general public. Like we got to ask some questions about McVeigh. Like that would be my thing. So as my West Coast team I adopted this year because of the preponderance of Bulldogs, Stafford, Tony, Michelle, go dogs. Um, Mm -hmm. I've watched this team more than I like to admit. And some of the shortcomings that are hung on the quarterback appear to be, and by my eyes, more scheme-related than not. I wouldn't be surprised. That being said, can Arizona pretend it's October and turn back the clock? And Man, I don't know. Particularly defensively. Like for me, it's it's about the Arizona defense more than anything else. I think that the Rams defense is gonna be just fine against the cards. We've seen yeah. this happen once this year, like we've seen them play. I think it's gonna be okay. Cause they're not gonna get super loose against anyone because I think the Cardinals just don't have the capability anymore. But we're talking about this Cardinals defense. They did yeah. pick up a win against the Rams early this season, but like there's a lot of talent over there. But I don't think I'm alone in saying that I thought that maybe they could have played better down the stretch. No, like that's the thing. Like, because I did you see the stat where it's like before November with Cliff Kingsbury and then post November? No. That's that tells me a lot. Because it was like something like He's a world beater from essentially August to November, and then after November, he's easily figured out. You know what's wild? I, if, you, if you look at the yeah. line of demarcation this year, it's the bye week. They get that week 12 bye, and they close out two and four. Oh, good Lord. They go from 10, they go into the bye week, nine and two. They finish the season 11 and six, man. That's yeah. If I'm picking, I'm picking the Rams, but I'm not feeling good about it. I don't feel great about it either. But that's got to be the right. It's got to be the pick. Like that's the thing. It's got to be the pick. Only because, quite honestly, at this point, like, give me someone else. Give me the other guy. Give me the other team that, like. I'm putting my faith in Aaron Donald and him being the wrecking ball that he is, taking a sledgehammer to whatever they want to do on offense. And I and that's some coming from someone that really likes Kyler Murray. I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury, and I don't trust the game plan at all. It's a big week for dogs. I think that the West Coast dogs will be just fine. So uh, give me the Rams. Uh, give me Matt Safford and, and Sonny Michelle, powered by the Georgia victory. And uh, as always, go down. Uh, Nada, man, thank you so much for coming on. And tell everyone they can find you and all your stuff. So you can find uh, a bunch of my stuff right now. You can find me on Twitter at Nada the Scribe. You can also find me at um, CBS, doing their CBS Sports Podcast, the Ion College Basketball Podcast. It is now, again, college football is now over. You are now free to turn your attention to college basketball. Feel free to come and listen to us. We're actually kind of fun. We're doing a lot of different things. And we are on YouTube as well. So we're doing that. And then I I basically do a little uh, guest, 
not hosting, but I do a little guest producing every now and again with the Pick 6 podcast with CBS Sports. We do a lot of cool football stuff over there as well. So that's where you can find most of my work these days. And then he comes on here and makes fun of me for an hour at a time. It's a, it's an important job <laughs> that someone's going to do. It. I, I really yes. appreciate that. Well, yes, um, bad, bad luck. Also, the thing is, like, y'all have done such a great job with the Hawkeye series. You, Ro, Chris, with the Hawkeye series. So that's something that I get to – when I get to do the non-sports podcast part of my listening day, I love listening to those. So, as always, like, keep doing those. Those are awesome. I do appreciate it, man. And, again, like, if you guys like what you're hearing, let us know. Um, Hit us up on social. Let us know that, you know, someone's actually listening out there besides my parents. Hi, Mom. Uh, that was your show. There is no outro. We'll see you guys next week.